Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of the sins we've done. We ask you to help us apply this devotional to our life. Holy Spirit, we welcome you onto this podcast. We ask you to pour out your wisdom and knowledge to us. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are hearing it and bless the ones that are reading it. Father God, we ask that you get the increase and I get the decrease. We ask you to help me to teach the Spirit and not in the flesh. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So, excuse me, the, the verse of the day is Luke 8, 16 through 17. No one's light a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where it light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. Subjects shining so bright. Christian truths, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm living the truth. I am wise. I am obedient. I am kind. We can think we are getting away with anything. It's easy to think that whenever we do, whatever we do behind closed doors is our business and no one would know unless we say something about it. Otherwise, what we do in our own place, in our own time, it's no one's business, right? Sometimes those are the worst things. Our sins are the ones we hide from others thinking we are getting away with something. But to be completely honest with you, nothing is done without the Lord seeing it and knowing it. The verse tells us that every secret will be brought into the open and everything that is hidden will be brought to the light for everyone to know. Second Kings 5 and 20, Gazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to him, My master was so was too easy on Naaman, the Samarian, by not accepting from him what he brought. As truly as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. He thought he was getting away with getting the gifts that Elisha refused. He thought, No one will surely know what I have done. I will get ahead by doing this. And that's what everyone thinks they are getting ahead by doing stuff secretly but really and truly it puts us behind everyone when we do things that aren't of god and when we do it intending to get ahead verse 24 and gazi went to the hill and, and he took the things from the servant and put them away in the house and he sent the man away and left see right here it says he put them away no matter how far and how much we cover the things we do up god will still see it we can think we are fooling men, but we would never fool God. Be honest. It is always the best way to handle anything with God. We, we must be people who do not hide anything from God. God knows our true intention and how we would handle things that come our way. There's no reason to lie to God. We need to be honest and forthcoming to God so he can help us to remove the dishonest way that we are, and that uh, dishonest ways that we have in our life. Matthew 10 and 26. So have no fear of them for nothing is covered that would not be revealed or hidden that would not be unknown. It tells us again that anything that's covered up will be revealed. It might not happen immediately, but it will happen. And when it does, all we can do is let it happen and accept that living the truth and honesty is always the best policy. No, we don't have to tell everyone what's going on and tell everyone what we're doing in our life, but our life behind closed doors needs to be just as clean as our life publicly because what we do, be it good or bad, behind closed doors will be revealed. If we are committed to a life of honesty, our life will show it. If we're de dedicated to a life of chaos and mischief, behind closed doors, it will eventually be revealed. 
2 Corinthians 8 and 21, for we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man. The word tells us here, we should aim to be honorable, to live honorably with only God, with, with, with God and with man. We shouldn't live any way in front of others and then one way in front of God. We must live this kind of life all the way around because that is what it means to live in the light. We can live in the light sometimes and then in the darkness, the other half, we have free will. But no, my friends, we can't do that. If we say we're a children of God, God wants people that are living in the light at all times. And if God takes a magnifying glass and examine our life, what will he see in our life? Full of light, full of chaos. What will he see? What will he truly see? A life that is full of honor? Sometimes chaos the next? Or will he see the light that we are walking at all times? Ecclesiastes 12, 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment, every secret thing, whether good or evil. When God judges, he, he isn't going to judge us on things only some people see, but he will judge us on everything. And that's what's going to determine where we will go of course our heart would say we are living for god but our actions are saying but it are our actions saying that no we have to ask god to help us to do away with the secret sins we tried to cover up we have to try to ask god to help our heart to match our actions and he would do that be honest with yourself and with god because he knows who we are but do we accept who we are needs to change do we accept that what he's preparing for us, we aren't quite ready. See, change happens when we accept we need it and we accept the correction of the almighty God. Today, we can hide everything behind closed doors. We can pretend and live a double life and get away with it. But as long as we're living a double life, we won't change and we won't grow. The light that God wants to shine on the inside can only peek out as slowly as we give ourselves to dedicate and devoted life of truth. We all have sins to come short of the glory of God, but mercy and grace will rescue us every time if we allow it. Allow God today to shine his light on you so you can submit to him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything. We ask you to forgive us of the sins we have done. Lord, help us to live in the light and not in the darkness. Lord, help us to give up on, on living a double life. Right now, we give you every day. We ask you every, we ask you, we give you every flaw, every hidden addiction, bitterness, hatred, malice. We ask you to remove it and make us whole, Lord. We need you so badly. We can't live life without you. Change us, make us whole, Lord. We rebuke the spirit of fear, rebellion, and perversion and addiction in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is shining so bright. Is your life shining bright? What do your life look like to God? The example that the Holy Spirit gave me is if the Lord took the magnifying glass, he stood over our life. What will he see in our life? Will he see us walking in the light at all times? Will he see us being kind and compassionate and passing out food to the needy and doing things that we should be doing? Or if he took that magnifying glass and he looked, he looked deep into your life. Will you find out that the person that you tell everyone you are is totally not the person that you are? And you do things behind closed doors so no one won't see you. You buy things that you shouldn't buy because you feel like this is what you need.
Are you active in doing things that you shouldn't do, that you say you don't do? See, we all have flaws. That that's that's not the point of it. We all have flaws, and and God doesn't want you to stand on the mountaintop and say, "Hey, everyone, I'm dealing with this and gluttony and gossiping." No, that's not what He wants you to do. He wants whatever you're doing in secret to match the life that you're pretending to have or you're you're having. Some of us pretend very well to to have this cookie cutter life and that we do everything right and we go to church every Sunday and we go to Wednesday night Bible study and we, we're part of the bake sale and we're, we're the head of the usher board and, and we do this and we do that and we do this and we do that and we clean our house and we, we wipe the windows down. There's no mold in the, in the windowsill and we sweep our floor every day and we mop it and we clean it with a brush. That's the life we want everyone to see, right? But that's not who we are. We're like that around everyone else. We're just so cookie cutter. I'm just using those things, those long list of things as an example of being perfect. We want to see, everyone wants to seem like they're doing the right thing and they're the right kind of person and, and they're just forthcoming. But when you close your doors, the things that you say you do, do you really do them? Or behind closed doors, you're doing something completely opposite. We have to understand that man is not who we need to press. And it says it in the word here, though. It says, for we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man. We should aim for it. But don't just let just being honorable and being great and being this and that just be it in front of people. No, my friends, we need to make sure what we do is is when God looks at us, it's honorable too. Or are we in our car cussing people out, throwing the finger, hanging out the window, almost about to get our at our car, so we have to help put us back in our car? No, no, no. That's not honorable. That's chaos. Are you at your local grocery store being mean to someone that's bagging your groceries? Uh, and they, they didn't they put the eggs with the sodas and they didn't mean to so you tell them about it and they say they're sorry and you, you go back and forth with them over eggs over eggs are you at the local restaurant and someone say something wrong to you and you say something back and this person is ready to throw down everything and you're ready to throw down everything no we have to make sure that we act the way we're supposed to act we be truly in the inside because then let me take that back because we can act any way we want we can pretend as you can say see is people get oscars and emmys for acting but we need to make sure what's in our heart in our heart says i'm a child of god i'm gonna act presentable i'm gonna do what's right i'm gonna walk in the light i'm gonna say no to chaos i'm gonna say yes to helping if you want to argue, no. I want to do, you make sure all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. When you're a woman or man of God, you must walk in the light at all times. You must treat people with kindness. You must say no to fighting. It says make peace with all men. Sometimes that's hard to do because we all get in our feelings. And once we're in our feelings, it's over with. It's it's, it's hard to pull out. I, I, can, I can hear the Holy Spirit tell me, Lou, just let it go. I'm like, but they did it. Why? And he's like, no, Lou, I need you to calm down. And I hear his voice. And when he says, Lou, calm down, 
I breathe, I take a minute. They're not worth me disturbing my peace. They're not worth saying something to. They're not worth going back and forth with. They're not worth throwing hands with, as the, as the young people say. We got to understand that after this situation passed, that situation might last five minutes, 10 minutes, stop sign, stop like two minutes. After that situation is gone, you're left with the person that you have showed everyone you are. And no, these people around you probably don't know who you are. But God knows who you are. And he's probably thinking this of, we got some work to do. And I remember when I gave my life to God, I thought to myself, he's going to give up on me. I have so much to work on. And he have not yet. Another thing that we need to do. It says here, so have no fear of them for nothing is covered that would not be revealed or hidden that would not be known. That's not the one I wanted to go for. But let me say this to you. Honesty. If you're struggling in an area in your life, be honest with God. That's what he wants to hear. He wants us to say, hey, I'm struggling with this, man. I'm trying, but I'm struggling. And then when we say these words, we need to make sure that when he helps us, that we don't say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. No, he's helping you to stop and take his help. Stop and look at it from his way and try it. I remember when I first gave my life to God, he was having me to do things. I thought to myself, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say nothing to her. I want to say everything to her. And he's like, no, don't say nothing to her. No, but I want to speak my mind. He's like, no, no, no. We don't speak our mind like that anymore. And I'm like, but I need to give them. He's like, you don't need to give them anything. And I learned that a lot of times when people say things to me, not to say nothing bad, Sometimes I chuckle and I walk away because I chuckle because when I laugh, I feel this happiness come over me. If you know me, I love to laugh. I love the kid. So I laugh a lot. So I laugh and I walk away or I walk away quietly or I won't say anything or I say, okay, it is whatever. I'm not arguing with you. That's no, that's normally my key word. I'm not arguing with you. I, I, I refuse to. Okay, whatever you want to do, but I'm not arguing with you. Because when we argue with someone, here comes the spirit of chaos. Here comes the spirit of confusion. And these spirits travel so fast and they hit each person. The Holy Spirit allowed me to see that spirit jump off onto four people within two minutes, spreading from one person to the other and kept going into the circle. And I said to myself, I said, Holy Spirit, please give me the ability to rebuke the spirit of confusion. And he didn't say anything. I said, I rebuke the spirit of confusion right now. And the spirit left. I seen him walk slowly, drift away, walking away. Because if we don't change the narrative to a situation, chaos and confusion would come. It takes one word to change a situation. It takes one word to make it worse and to make it better. Okay. But what we do behind closed doors matter. If you have an addiction, if you have something that you do and you say, hey, I'm doing it just to relax, or I do this just to relax, or I do this to, 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 uh, to end my day, find a different way. If it's not a pleasing to God, find a different way. Sometimes we don't know what's pleasing to God because we don't ask. But if it's rightly divided in the word, you don't have to ask, just stop. If you have a problem stopping, ask them. Because that's how addictions become addictions. Because one, we feel like we need this item. Two, we feel like this is the only thing that will bring us peace. Three, we're so comfortable because we're doing this so long. 
But if we give the spirit of addiction to God, if we give this, if we give our our faults to Him, they they will no longer be something that we have to hide. Because we won't do them anymore. We won't have that want to do it. And I remember a lot of things that, um, not all at one time. I um, I remember one particular thing. Uh, when immediately when I gave my life to God, He took it away just like that. And some things is took work, and it still takes work. Anyone that tells you that they don't sin and they don't fall and they don't do this and they don't do that, run away from them. They're lying. We all fall short. We all have flaws. But what makes the difference between Bill having a flaw and Mary having a flaw is Bill give all his flaws to God and Mary tries to sit there and deal with them. Okay. We cannot deal with our flaws. We cannot deal with our secret sins. We must give it to God. That's why we are children of God, because he's our father. He's supposed to direct us. He's our shepherd. He's supposed to guide us. He's our fortress. We're supposed to run to him when we feel that we can't handle it anymore. We don't have to do anything in secret. Yeah, you might go to your local pastor and you might say, hey, this is something I'm dealing with. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just can't seem to break away. And he'd be like, oh, you are full of sin. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about that judgment with God. God would be like, okay, that, that's all right. We'll, we'll deal with it. Let, let, let's go pray. Let, let us get you through this. Let's, 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 let's look at it. But we as pastors, prophets, teachers, we cannot shame someone for their sin. Because it doesn't help them with that sin. It actually makes them run to it more. We all have been to this spot in our life where we have had a sin that we can't shake. And we say, I don't know how I'm going to get rid of this. We can't get rid of anything. I can't get rid of anything. But he can get rid of everything. Okay. It tells us here in Ecclesiastes 12 and 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment, every secret thing, whether good or bad. He's going to bring, when judgment day come, and we both, all of us have to stand in front of him. I'm going to have my time. You're going to have your time. And it's not going to, he's not going to say, okay, Bob, you was there when Lou was doing this. Come here. Let me talk to you for a minute, Bob. No, Bob has his moment. I have my moment. Susan has her moment. Mary, so do you, Keisha. Um, DeAndre, we all have our own moments with him. I don't have to account for nothing you do and likewise to me. So when we stand before God, he asks me, why did you act like this in front of this stop sign? Why did you say this to this woman right here? And don't say, oh, I won't remember. You're going to remember every moment of your life that he brings up to you. And we have to answer for that. And we don't want it. We don't want him to say, this to us and i'm gonna paraphrase this get away from me you workers of iniquity i never knew you because works isn't going to get us in heaven feeding the hungry uh building big buildings for people donating a lot of money buying things for people that's not going to get you into heaven works isn't going to get us into heaven but heart will what does your heart say what do you do when you're alone what do you say when you're in your car and it's just you? Yeah, you might be getting away with whatever you're saying, but God hears you and you're not getting away with it from him. Remember, um, this ends this, this devotional here, uh, shining so bright. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember 
to like, subscribe, and follow. Remember to send to a, a friend or family member, and remember to share on your social media. Thank you. Be blessed.